Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. Good morning. Hi. <laughs> Wake up. Here we are. <laughs> Let's connect. Um, is this loud enough? Can you hear me okay? Yeah. And there's also some. Uh, now you definitely can. And there's also some uh, some some room on the floor uh, up here if people want to uh, sit on the floor. You feel far away. Come on up. Um, For anyone who has signed up for CE units, please see the person at the table over there and sign in and then sign out at the end of the day. Come on up. You can, there's, there's room here in the front. You can come up. <clears throat> well, I am really happy to be here today. <clears throat> Honestly, I am. <laughs> As opposed to those other days. <laughs> No, it's uh, it, it's a real um, treat and uh, and delight to be uh, sharing this day on this subject uh, with you and uh, also with this guy. Uh, oh, and if you haven't met either of us, I'll, I'll uh, that'd be good good to start with. I'm James um, James Barras, and I'm one of the teachers here at. Uh, Spirit Rock, um, and this is Daniel Ellenberg, who um, is uh, is a friend, is a good friend, uh, somebody who I I didn't know before a couple of years ago. Uh, we're in a, a group, a neurodharma group together that uh, our, our friend uh, Rick Hansen uh, gathered some. A bunch of friends, Dharma teachers and psychologists and uh, neuroscientists who uh, he thought would enjoy each other. And um, we've just really um, hit it off and enjoy each other. Uh, and uh, I have a tremendous respect for, for Daniel, who's um, a psychologist and uh, uh, relationships uh, expert. He's written books on relationships. Uh, is in a good relationship for many years. Actually, we're both 
I'm getting on my 30th anniversary, and what are you? Well, this, this weekend, as it turns out, is 26 years uh, right. since I met my yeah. wife. Yeah. So, but we're not only going to be focusing on, on that mm. kind of connection, uh, but it's nice to know that uh, we both b- do believe in relationships. Um, and uh, runs lots of men's groups <coughs> and uh, is a fun guy. So we were... We were uh, enjoying our our friendship uh, sometime last year, and uh, somehow we got into the the conversation of oh let's do a a day long on uh, on friendship and on connection um, and uh, I said, "Yeah, that sounds like fun, so here you are, our thought manifest just like that a year later. Um, and uh, Daniel is a PowerPoint person. This is a completely new world to me. You know. the, 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 uh, the one thing that's intimidating about this day is PowerPoint. You know, I usually give talks and they say, do you have your PowerPoint? And I say, no, I don't have a PowerPoint. Uh, but now I've got a PowerPoint, at least a, a point guy for a PowerPoint. <laughs> Uh, and um, uh, so <laughs> we'll see how this works. It, I'm, I'm a complete novice at it, and uh, he just clicks, and hopefully we'll be on, on the same page or same point. Um, so anyway, it's... Uh, let me see anything else that I wanted to say. Well, just um, this topic of connection... I'll just say a word about about that, um, and then Daniel is going to. I'll say more than a word. I'll say five minutes worth on that, and then Daniel will uh, will talk for a while. Um, it's it's something that we all crave, and often are. Um, a bit wary of. Um, we love intimacy, and yet intimacy can be scary. And I'm not just talking about primary uh, relationships. I'm talking about meeting new people. We love to connect, and yet how do we negotiate that? Or when we are with people that we care about, there's so much complexity to relationships um, I know after 32 years, it's as, as much as you care about somebody, uh, it gets complicated sometimes. But the way I think of it is that connection is, is really the basic force in the universe. Beyond the human realm, our, the forces of nature from the inside of the nucleus of an atom to gravity holding everything and the the earth moving around the sun to planets and to stars staying within connection with each other in a galaxy to galaxies going around in a a particular um, um, 
zeitgeist just formally, forming together and coming together and then coming apart. Connection is, um, is a fundamental energy of the universe. And in human beings, we call it love or caring or liking. Um, and it is something that through us is expressed as life, just connecting with itself. I love that I was driving on the way here um, uh, thinking about uh, the John Muir quote said, um, uh, when we try to pick anything out by itself, we find that it is hitched to everything else in the universe. And I'm sure if you've come to Spirit Rock, you're well aware of the notion of interconnectedness, that on one level, we feel separate and want to connect, but on another, we are connected. We can't help but be connected, and everything affects everything else. You know that butterfly, the chaos uh, butterfly effect in chaos theory that a butterfly flapping its wings in South America can lead to a tornado in, uh, in, in Asia. Everything connects to everything else. And so we're, as we explore this day together, um, we'll um, be coming back again and again to that mm-hmm. fundamental experience uh, that is so natural that is inherent in life. Um, we will explore connecting uh, with ourselves, with others, with life, and hopefully do it in a, an atmosphere of safety and uh, fun. And um, uh, we'll have some sittings, and um, but we'll also have a lot of interactive exercises. And I'll, I'll just mention uh, one, one thing about myself first um, before uh, handing it over to Daniel. Um, connection didn't always come naturally to me. I, I love people. I really love to meet people and see who's in there. But I was incre- very, very shy growing up. Um, I mean, I had friends, I had my own close friends, but in school, my parents would come back from open school week and open school night, and they'd say, you know, your teacher says you're a good student if you just raise your hand every now and then. Because I was, I was very shy, and I didn't know if, you know, people I didn't know how they'd, if they'd like me or not like me or how I would be coming off and... And so, if that's your, uh, your tendency, um, first of all, I know that you're not alone. We all know what, what it is to feel shy or lonely or disconnected. Um, and I'm here to say it's absolutely um, possible and um, a joy to get in touch with who you are and let the world see it and also take delight in seeing everybody around you because in that connection we we lose our 
sense of separation, the feeling of disconnection is so painful. And when we can allow and take the courage, have the courage to let ourselves be seen and let others see us, um, it's one of the great joys in life. So I'm looking forward to exploring all this together with you and to hanging out with this guy too. So this is Daniel. Oh, we're holding hands. I I warned him about that. (laughs) Good morning. If I forget to breathe, please remind me. <laughs> so I've never sat up here. I've sat there many times. And one of the things I noticed is that it's not my comfort zone. And part of, part of what I think is really important is to you know, be truthful about where are you, you know, in the moment. So for me, I'm starting off by saying that I've had both excitement and nervousness about today. First truth first. When James and I were uh, hanging out at my house, whenever that was, and, and he, you said to me something along the lines of, uh, you know, I really like, like the kind of color and texture of our relationship. And we started kind of playing with that idea about how, you know, there were certain ways that we relate that is different than anyone else in either of our lives. And then I have a tendency to go macro. So pretty quickly I was going like, well, that's true with everyone, really. <laughs> you know, like every time any human being meets another human being, it's different. Because as much as we're the same, we're also different. And part of what is beautiful about connecting to me is to really kind of breathe into and appreciate those differences, those uniquenesses, and how to open up your vision to be able to see that. Because a lot of times we come into relationships with preset views about the way it is or the way it should be without being open to what actually could be. And so today we really want to open the possibilities and so that when you leave here that you walk out and you go, wow, you know, that tree looks different. That person actually looks a little different. How can I be more open? As really a fundamental question, how can I be more open in relationships? How can I be more open within myself? And for me, I, at this point in my life, I live in a a web of relationships. I don't call it a community because I'm not like involved with one community and I suspect that's true for most of you. You But it's more like a web. And and I feel incredibly grateful you know, for the people in my life. And when I look, at, when I look around and just the, the connections I have with people, I just feel warmed. And it has not always been that way. When I was 20 years old, I, I started my, my first therapy, not my last. And I remember being terrified as I walked into this office in Cambridge, Massachusetts, this was a little while ago. And I was so shy. I mean, talking about shy, I was just like, like really just contracted. And I literally could not look 
people in the eyes for more than a second. I was, I was just like totally wound up, freaked out, anxious. Now, without going into the whole story, because we don't have time for that today, I will tell you that two and a half years later, when I was ending this therapy, my therapist said to me that the person he, he saw two and a half years earlier was similar to people he saw hospitalized. You know, the kind of panic I had. And I didn't have it then, and it's, you know, it's, it's transformed a lot for me over the years. And that was, it was 38 years ago that I stepped in there. And when I, when I think about well, what have I done over the years that's really allowed me to, to connect with people and form great relationships, and a lot of it has been around a vision I had, which is really a vision about being connected, like really you know, being open and being seen, being known, beauty warts and all. And to do that, I've taken a massive amount of risks, talking about things that other people weren't talking about, real shadowy things. Like if I was with a friend who I thought women liked more than me, and I, would, I, would, and I could feel a separation between me and that friend because of my jealousy, I would say something about it. I would, I would talk about my competitiveness. I would, I would out myself, so to speak. And what I found was that in outing myself, something started opening up. Because I, I no longer had to hold on to what, that which I was trying to hide. And as I've seen over the years, working with a lot of people, you know, I've led you know, probably nine, ten thousand hours of weekly groups. I mean, I've, I've worked with thousands of people over the years. I see that how fundamental it is in, you know, in human psychology to hide. I think you know what I'm talking about. I don't want that person to see this, but not that. And people live with these secrets their entire lives. Some people have never revealed the things that they're most ashamed about, they're most fearful of. They haven't even revealed the things that they're most proud of in a healthy way. They hide these things. And these are all jewels. And on a, on a cultural level, that's certainly the case. It's changing now on a global level, I, I think it is. But really, how are we as, as people going to really evolve beyond these sequestered, defended little places. And that's what I'm really interested in. And so for me, I, I welcome you into my web. <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm grateful to be here with you. And uh, let's see. Overview of the day. Are you right? Is that what we're doing now? Or is that me? Okay, no, I think it's me. So today I'm just going to give you a little bit of a lay of the land. We're going to be exploring some different areas and what, what is connecting. And the assumption here is that connecting for me isn't necessarily the same as for you, you know, or for you, or for you, for you, for you. You know, it's like we're not here to tell you what connecting is. We're here to explore what is connecting for you. When you know you're connecting, when you know you're not connecting, how do you reconnect when you're not connected? Because to me, this is a very fundamental part of life because you know what? People disconnect. You get disconnected from yourself, 
And a lot of times people don't know how to reconnect and, and relationships go south. So we're going to be exploring what is connecting. And we're also going to be exploring like, why connecting matters. And I, I suspect you're not going to be a particularly hard sell you know, <laughs> with, 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 with this one. <laughs> we're also going to be looking at obstacles to connecting because it's really important to know what gets in the way. And so we're going to be looking at it from different perspectives and to uh, really go from the assumption that, you know, Stuff comes up. I mean, there are obstacles. It's not necessarily simple, easy, direct, straightforward. What do you do? How do you become aware of those obstacles, be mindful of those, and find ways around, through, or over? And then we're particularly going to be doing practices for connecting. So that'll be a large part of the day. Different ways that James and I have talked about in terms of connecting. And we're going to really welcome your wisdom in. We're not sitting here saying that we are the masters of connecting. Not at all. There's a lot of wisdom in you, and we're very, very, very respectful of that. So we really want to welcome your wisdom. So it's like we're really doing this together. <clears throat> because on one level, the capacity to connect as human beings in, in really deep ways that are mindful, aware, and aware of some of the things that come up, it's evolving now. You know, it's not like people haven't connected historically, but there, there are some th changes happening from a psychoevolutionary perspective that I think are important to be aware of. Good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> see? See? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was very fun showing James these PowerPoint. And I, I, I'm, he said to me, you, you can have one when we have a break of someone up with their own, on a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a PowerPoint for every moment. <laughs> so, the next thing we will do uh, is uh, a little bit of meditation, which is what we do a lot here at Spirit Rock. By the way, is it cool here? Yes. Is it, why don't we um, close just to our... Close a little bit. If I see you nodding off, we'll get more ventilation here. You know, you can the back ones. Back ones you can uh, leave. Just just these cross trees over here. Let me know if you're. Uh, let us know if it's too cool or too hot or whatever. Um. So we do a lot of that stuff here, the meditating stuff. And it's really, um, I think, as important a, um, a method, the essence of connecting is bringing your attention to this moment. What it is... When we say, you know, we're going to be using, I was just listening to, to Daniel talk about connecting and reconnecting and myself, and the word has been used a lot already in this first half hour. What, what is connecting? What does it mean to connect? Well, one, on one level, I think of it as this 
consciousness in this body and mind called me is um, open to the world around it. Both uh, the world inside what's going on in this mind or what's going on in this body, what's going on outside of this mind and body, and then, of course, uh, taking it to uh, opening up to other mind-body consciousnesses around us. But the, the more we can practice being present for our experience, really being alive for our experience, just as it is, without trying to manipulate, without trying to fix or make it better or uh, think that there's a problem, just with the actuality of what this moment is for us and opening to it with a kind awareness and an interest and an ease, then that is the basic tool of connection with anything in our experience. So for me, uh, the big, probably the biggest transformer in that process of moving from um, disconnection to um, (coughs) enjoying and um, loving life uh, consciously uh, has been mindfulness. So we'll, we'll do that now and we'll, we'll have different uh, periods throughout the day where there's some quiet time to just reconnect with ourselves. Uh, and you, actually, you don't have to wait until we have a formal quiet meditation to be mindful of what's going on inside. And uh, in, in fact, uh, we would encourage you throughout the day even outside of the formal mindfulness periods, to just check in and see, what's going on for me right now? And the beautiful part about mindfulness practice that I see is you can't fail. The moment can't fail. It's not like, oh, it should be a better moment. I should be feeling differently than I do. Uh, I should not have this thought right now. There's a great freedom in saying, oh, this is how it is, and there's an awareness that can hold it just the way it is. You don't have to pretty it up or pretend or hide. It's just the awareness can hold it all, whether it's love or fear or confusion or peace Anything that you're experiencing is in this space of awareness, a loving presence, a loving awareness. So as we do the meditation uh, practice, keeping that in mind. Uh, And let me ask, how many people are, say, relatively new to meditation? Okay, fine. So I'll I'll give a little bit of, uh, uh, of instructions. And um, if there's need for clarification, please uh, come up during a break or at at some point when we have some some questions. Don't be shy. If there's something you are wondering about, it might be uh, others as well. 
So the, the essence of mindfulness is simply to know what's happening right now and open to it with a very uh, relaxed and interested and kind awareness. One thing that's happening that you can always come back to as your home base is breathing. If you're not doing anything else, you're sitting here breathing. And so this is a, often a, a, a useful connection to the present moment to just know that you're breathing. But the mind can be very relaxed and not need to push anything away and let anything else, when it becomes strong, be the subject of your awareness. If you notice a sound, a bird calling your attention, then just being, no, being aware of hearing. Or a sensation in your body, noticing that. Or a mood or an emotion, letting that be recognized and acknowledged. And with thoughts as well, when you notice your thinking, that too is part of the meditation process. Sometimes people think, oh, the idea is if I could just clear my mind, then I'll meditate. I used to think if there was a, if I was doing it right, there'd be like this giant vacuum cleaner that would come and suck all the thoughts out. And I'd... <laughs> Don't wait for that to happen. Thinking is just part of your reality, so you don't have to get rid of anything. The tricky part about thoughts is they take us away from our actual experience into a realm of of, um, the mind creating a reality that's that's kind of um, insular and disconnected from here on planet Earth. So the key moment in the meditation is when you realize that your mind has wandered. Uh, When we take a few moments, your mind will probably wander in thought. If it doesn't wander, I'd like you to please come up and see me during the break (laughs) and let me know what's going on in there. For most of us, though, minds do wander and get lost in thought. No problem, no shame. You're not doing anything wrong. That is the key moment how you will relate to this fact of reality. The mind has wandered. If you take it personally, it's going to be a problem. But if you realize it's just what happens, while you're gone, there's not much you can do about it. You're gone. You might be gone for five seconds or five minutes or 15 minutes, gone. At some point when you realize and you wake up, oh, Meditating, this is what we're supposed to be doing. Okay. One common response is, stop thinking. Let's get back here and do this right. <laughs> Which you might hear a little bit of awareness with a lot of judgment, frustration, and discouragement, and agitation. And all you're doing in that response is cultivating judgment, frustration, discouragement, and agitation with a little bit of awareness. No extra credit for beating yourself up. Another very common response, oh, I've been lost in thought, but this is a very interesting thought. Let me just go with this one. You've bitten the bait when you do that and you're gone for another five or five seconds if you're lucky or five minutes. 
Don't get hooked by your thoughts. When you realize you've been thinking, instead of judgment, feel great that you just woke up. Oh, here I am again. Wonderful. And then let the return be done with great kindness and patience and just the intention to be here once again. Because in the return, like that, you're cultivating kindness, patience, and presence with whatever is happening, including the fact that the mind has wandered. So with that in mind, we'll spend a few minutes (coughs) quietly together. We'll sit for, oh, maybe about uh, 15 minutes or so. And uh, if that seems like it's a long time, just uh, take comfort. I've never seen a sitting that got stuck in the middle. They all end, so uh, (laughs) you'll just uh, start in each moment. And uh, I'll be quiet in a moment, but just starting out with a little bit of... of, um, suggestion. First to uh, feel your body sitting here. Feel connected to your body. That's pretty amazing. You're alive and have a body. And then feel the connection to the earth. It's here for you. Let it support you. And then you might take a few deeper breaths and breathe in a calming energy. Let it fill your whole body. And as you breathe out, let go. Let go of anything that you don't need. Then let the breath find its own natural rhythm. Let it breathe you. And simply let the mind relax, let go of any agenda, and know that you're sitting here breathing. Let's start with that. Letting the mind be at ease, but interested in this moment of your life. This is where connection starts. Oh, what's happening now? And you can notice simply that you're breathing as you sit here. Let the mind be spacious and include anything else. You don't have to go looking for anything, but if sounds come and they call you, notice that hearing is happening. If sensations are here, notice them. Vibration or itching or whatever. If thoughts come, just notice that thinking is going on. 
feelings, be aware of whatever is here, whether it's joy or excitement or boredom or concern or love. Oh, this is what's happening. The essence of the meditation is to notice what's happening now, let it be how it is, and open to it with a relaxed, interested, kind awareness. And when the the meditation ends, the other important moment I find is um, just at the very end, notice if there's any judgments or report card, how you did or didn't do, oh, I was all over the map, I was sleepy, hey, I think I'm pretty good at this, or whatever. Just, you don't need to believe them, just notice them, let them go, and... There you are, at least having the intention for those minutes to be as present as you could with your experience. And whatever happened besides that, that's not your problem or worry. So that's really, that's really the heart for me of connection, just noticing I mean, the miracle of the fact that we have this awareness that can receive, take in the moment and be affected by it and respond to it. We are not separate. Life is happening all around us and inside of us. And it starts this art 
and practice of connection starts with noticing, oh, what's going on for me right now? Um, so before, before I, I say uh, any more about, the, uh, about connection and, and what is connection, I'm curious just to open it up to you. In fact, before I take responses, just go inside for a moment and um, reflect on that word, connection or connecting. And see where it takes you. What does that mean to you? No right or wrong answer, but just how does it how does that word land for you? What is the word connection? How does it touch you? So take a few responses. Yeah. Gladly. Well, you know what In fact, opens uh, up for me is the word kinship. Mm. Connection to me is uh, so overloaded with wires and making connections on electronic equipment. Mm-hmm. And so the feelings of human, uh, something that is a t- attachment uh, with a uh, that has a little bit of kindness or, or spaciousness. Mm, okay, so the word kinship, rather than the, the, the wired sense of connection, uh, there's a kind of friendliness and, uh, and openness and kindness that is inherent in that. Beautiful. Thank you. This, uh, yeah, we do that. Here, wait, hang on. Uh, Bill will come around with the, with the mic and put your mouth right next to it so that everyone can hear. Hi. Real um, close. Yeah. Um, when I'm connected, I notice that I have incredible feelings of joy, peace. I feel expansive. I feel that the whole universe, I'm not only connected to that one person or that sound, that bird, I'm connected to the rock, to to every every. It, it just brings me closer to everything, mm. and it's an, an incredible joy. It's it's just a huge feeling. Mm-hmm. The, probably the the greatest feeling that I've ever felt in my life. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, and that, it is mysterious how you're feeling connected to one person or one right. thing, and all of a sudden you feel connected to all of life. Yeah. So, yes, go ahead. There. Bill. And I'm going to turn this up just a touch. I think I can envision um, uh, how I can connect with others in that kinship kind of way, even in this image here that you have of sitting and having an exchange of, of energy with, with someone else. Um, I'm having a hard time understanding how to connect with myself mm. actually. And if I sit and I try to be present and I wonder, you know, am I, am I looking for feelings? Am I, am I looking, you know, how do, how am I, how do I understand what's going on inside of me and get that sense of connection with myself? And mm. I wonder if you have any uh, ideas on that. What was it like just these last few moments in, in the meditation? 
Um, well, I, you know, my mind's wandering a little bit, but I feel um, like uh, this is a you know a new practice for me, and that I, I do feel like I get energy from it. You know, I I, I get something positive from even just trying to make that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? What was your actual experience? I was relaxed. Okay. You were relaxed. Were yeah. you trying to understand what was going on? Yeah, I want to. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I need to do. I need more. Of no, that no, or <laughs> not. I mean, now I hear you do. Yeah. While you were relaxed, were you trying to understand what was going on? Um, no, actually, I was okay with that. Stay there. Done. Just stay there. <laughs> okay. Because the more you try to understand, and there's a value to having some understandings and sometimes insights arise, but not because you're trying to figure anything out. So I would encourage you to let go of the need to understand and start with being with your actual experience. Oh, I'm breathing. Oh, I'm relaxed right now. Oh, and here's the sound of whatever. Like, what's your experience right in this moment? If you can respond. Whatever it is is okay. There's no doing it wrong. Yeah, I feel uh, sad, actually. Okay. (laughs) Fine. Let let it be okay to be sad. Okay, here's a moment of sadness. This doesn't mean you're going to be sad for the whole day. If you are... So you'll, you can hang in there with it. Probably you'll go through a lot of different feelings. But for right now, there's sadness arising. Okay, now let that be okay without trying to understand anything. How is it right now to let it be okay? Yeah, I'm comfortable with that. Say again? I'm comfortable with that. So now you're feeling Just, comfortable. Yeah. Okay. What are you feeling now? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm able to let go of that a little bit and just be back to my present. How does it feel inside? Uh, it feels good. There you are. You see, you've gone through f- three or four different things in the space of like 15 seconds, right? So if you're trying to understand, what is it going to be? It gets too confusing. But if you simply just notice, oh, this is what's happening now. And that's what's happening. That's what real connection is. Not the mind trying to figure or sort anything out. Just the very immediate experience of, oh, what's happening now? It's that simple. There's a a line I love in the Third Zen Patriarch. It says, stop talking and thinking and there's nothing you'll not be able to know. know? (laughs) It's letting go of the figuring out to just be with the immediacy of the experience. There's connection. Okay, so that might be a little extra credit assignment for the day. Okay, don't try to understand or figure too much out. Just keep on coming back. Oh, what's happening right now? Okay. Thanks. Um, okay. I, is there one, 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 one last thing? I saw a hand up there somewhere. Yeah, right behind you. Yeah. And then we'll move on. Hi. That was sweet. Thank you. Um, when I think about connecting, I think about receiving and giving so in the moment when i can drop in you know get get just be present and open to receiving what is being offered mm. there's a discernment that comes from there and then i act to give 
and you really can understand um, what is needed in the moment, giving what that person needs to receive or what the environment around you needs to receive. Mm -hmm. And then also knowing what you would like to receive and maybe opening yourself to receiving that or moving yourself in a way to getting those needs met Mm -hmm. as well. That's connecting. Beautiful. So just being open to your experience, you get a sense of how to respond wisely, whether it's what somebody else needs or what, what you need. But not because you're trying to figure out, it's just, oh, I'm present. And the, the space that's created with just presence allows for an appropriate response rather than a reaction or a, a kind of mental <coughs> machination. Just, oh, and this is, this is the natural flow that comes from that connection. I'll just say a couple of things, and then uh, um, then uh, Daniel will will do something with us. Um, for me, you know, I I you probably know you've seen the books uh, out in the hall. I I I, write, I wrote this book, Awakening Joy, and and teach this course, Awakening. How many people have done the course, Awakening Joy? Oh, beautiful, great. Um, and the for me, the essence of joy. People say, what is joy anyway? It's so weird. For me, you know, joy, I'll just take not being miserable today, thank you. you know? yeah. um, for me, it's, um, it's really um, being honest with our experience, being authentic with our experience, not pretending we're someplace else or we shouldn't be sad or frightened or lonely or whatever. Just being real and being feeling connected with it, just as as a moment ago, uh, you, you very uh, beautifully said, "Oh, feeling this. Oh, now I'm feeling comfortable. Whatever." You're not trying to make anything happen, but out of that authenticity and genuine connection that can that can meet the experience with kindness, there's an aliveness that comes. Because you're not in your head thinking things out. And that aliveness is really what I call joy. Uh, You're alive and letting life move through you. The, The paradox is the more you focus on, am I doing okay, hoping that you're doing okay, the more you get away from just being okay and letting life move through you and touch you. So it takes meditation practice, among other methods, but being present and just seeing how this mind creates its confusions and patterns and problems and whatever, so you're not wrapped up in it and you're holding it with an awareness that says, oh, and this is okay for you to um, move to the, to the um, level of genuine connection. There's a, 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 one of the great masters of, um, in Zen, uh, the Zen master Dogen, who lived around the 12th century, had this beautiful teaching. He says, to study Buddhism is to study the self. That is, to explore this mind-body process called me, 
To study the self is to forget the self. That means the more you just see this, oh, this is how the human experience works, and you don't take it quite so personally, you know, am I doing okay? To study this self is to forget the self, the self-consciousness. To forget the self is to be intimate with all things. Because when you're not so wrapped up in am I okay or how do I fit in or how do I compare with others or whatever, then you have space and heart to connect with everything else. So it's this paradox. And that's where the heart of the, the teachings that we teach here, the Buddhist teachings, is seeing through this sense of separation of self which is sometimes called anatta, seeing the not-self reality. On one self, this is James, that's Daniel. On the other, it's just life playing with itself. And when you can move to that level, then how can you not be connected? It's just a, it's just a misperception to think that you were not connected in the first place. And what, what that, that means is again and again noticing how we, uh, the, the patterns that keep us from being disconnected and just relaxing, figuring all of that out and simply meeting life as it is. Um, so we'll continue that and each time we do the meditation, uh, let it be an exercise in simply connecting to the truth in this moment and connect with yourself throughout the day. What's going on right now? And let it be absolutely fine, however it is. Okay? So, with that, take it away. Okay, so what we'd like you to do is to find yourself in a group of four. And if it turns out that there's like more people around, better to go for three people rather than five people. Okay, so... Find yourselves in, little, in these little groups and ideally in a little circle or triangle if you're three. Four, if possible. Four or three. Okay, if you need a group, uh, raise your hand if you need somebody. So take a look around. Here's, here's a few raised hands you can get together. Anybody else who needs a group? Go ahead. Come on, move, uh, move to, to where you are. Have you gotten? Here, you need one over here? Come on, let's move. Okay. Okay, who else? You're one. one. Who, who, is there a group of three? Group of three, please raise your hand. There's a group of three. Go join that group. 
Anybody else who needs uh, who needs to join the group? Okay. Okay. All right. Listen. Here is an opportunity. Listen. Here is an opportunity to practice connecting, and part of connecting really has to do with simply as. James was exploring with this gentleman over over here, being with what is. So always there is no right way to be. You may be feeling anxious. You may be feeling excited. You may be feeling just about anything right now. And so what's important to be practicing is simply being accepting of what is emerging in you. That said, will one person in your group please raise your hand? That was a mistake. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> okay, so you, will, you, who has just raised your hand, will turn to the person on your left, and you will ask a question. I'll give you the question in a moment. After you've asked the question to the person on your left, or left, that person will respond. Pretty quick response. And then you, the person who's asked the question, will say, thank you. Then the person who has just responded will turn to the person on your left and ask the very same question. That person will respond, and you who have just asked the question will say, thank you. And you will keep passing the same question around the circle several times. I will, I will tell you when to shift questions, okay? So when you've gone around once, you keep going, okay? Instead of just staring at each other. <laughs> now, as you're here and listening, this is an opportunity to practice really being present. Practice being present when you're asking the question, practice being present when you're responding. Like, How do you bring your attention into this group of people? Not like if you're not there, because there will be times when you're not there, not like, bad me, I'm not there. It's more noticing that, and it's really all part of the whole mindfulness practice, because mindfulness does not stop when you open your eyes. It's like, really, how do I live my life mindfully? And so this is an opportunity to practice. And breathing is a good thing to do while you're sitting here in your group, because I'm not hearing any right now. Okay? So the first question is, how do you sense or know when you feel connected? How do you sense or know when you feel connected? And then... So they can they can take a, a moment to answer it, or do they come up with an immediate response? Uh, well, no, they can't breathe at all. Uh, they just have to. You, you have to be like a machine. Like, come on, get get that out there. No, I mean you just can pause, and you know if something doesn't immediately emerge, you know, be with that. Take your time. Allow space to be here. <laughs> Only you. Uh, are we graded? He said. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that question. It's not, but what do 
the question is, how do you sense or know when you feel connected? How do you know when you sense or feel? How do you sense or know? (laughs) If you ask me enough times, you're going to confuse me. How do you sense or know when you feel connected? Okay? Have at it.
We have a we have we have a new question. Now that question is not up there yet. Now you may be curious as to what that is. So I will share that with you, which is how do you sense or know when you feel disconnected? And this this is an opportunity to share more about some of those things that may be difficult for you. you know, because, you know, no one likes to say, like, hey, you know what, I'm awesome, I'm disconnected. <laughs> you know, and at the same time, it's really, this is an opportunity for more intimacy in the sense of the phonetic of into me see. Allowing people to see into you. And that who you are is essentially good. And that we all have stuff as human beings. And one of the craziest things to me is that people walk around this planet thinking, like, I'm the one who is more fill-in-the-blank than anyone else. And I don't mean good. You know, nobody else has the same kind of problems or difficulties that I have. But the reality is that people suffer on this planet. And I'm not saying, like, just reveal your, all your suffering just for the heck of it. I'm just saying that if that emerges for you, fine. Opportunity. Okay.
We have one last question. And that question is, how do you reconnect after a disconnect? And this is a very important question because do you always stay connected? No way. And by the way, we're not kind of reifying and saying being connected is like good, being disconnected is bad. It's very easy to see it in that framework. It's just more about what feels good to you and what doesn't feel as good to you. Because sometimes perhaps feeling disconnected actually feels good. You know, so it's not always about like connection good, disconnection bad at all. However, a lot of times people have disconnections in relationships and they don't know how to reconnect. They think that once there's a disconnection, that's it. And on some level, you kind of know something about the relationship you're in, friendship, collegial relationship, lover relationship, after the first problem, significant problem. You know, how do people handle those? How do you handle those? Because you can be sure of one thing. Stuff will come up. Okay. How do you reconnect after a disconnect?
Yeah. Will you please will you please close your eyes? Letting your eyes close or shut slightly. Letting the breath be full and deep. Inhale a little ah on the exhale. Ah. Loosening your jaw, not that it's tight. And as you're sitting and breathing, would you please reflect on what you revealed that was most important for you? In any of those three rounds, reflect for a moment on what you revealed that was really most important for you. It maybe felt like the biggest edge for you to say, or felt really sweet to reveal. Will you also please remember what other people revealed in your group that particularly touched or impacted you? Remembering what other people in your group shared that particularly touched or impacted you. Staying in touch with your breath. And lastly, was there anything that just flickered through your mind for a moment, you thought about saying, but chose not to for any reason? Was there anything, lastly, was there anything you thought of, you thought of sharing, but chose not to for any reason? And as you feel ready to, you can slowly open your eyes and you'll have an open format sharing, not going around, you can can speak more than once, sharing what you revealed that was particularly important for you, what other people expressed in your group that particularly touched or impacted you, and if you're willing to, anything you thought of saying but chose not to for any reason. We're going to have about six minutes for this. This is a good...
We're halfway through our time. One more minute. Good, I like that. Good, thank you. I like that. Allowing your eyes to close. Allowing your eyes to close. Long, full, deep breaths. How often we forget to breathe. In Hebrew, the word for breath is ruach, which means spirit. In many languages, Breath is connected to spirit. Inspiration. And as you sit here, we tune in with yourself, your own self-connection. And just notice what you're experiencing in your body being. Now, after having shared with your compadres here. Notice if you feel differently toward yourself and or those you share this time and space with.
And would you please begin to slowly open your eyes gently. Looking around as you feel ready to at these lovely people in your group. In wh- and in whatever way feels good for you to thank them for sharing this time with you. And this, this thank you will be very brief. And so will you, will you then find yourselves back facing forward, please? Okay, folks, let's face our attention forward. We'll be, um, well, we could, in a, in a few moments, we're going to take a, a break. So um, we'll, it'll be a walking meditation slash break. Uh, so uh, we'll just kind of gather and regroup before we, we do that. Okay, does anyone feel moved to share something important for you in that last exercise. All the way in the back. Uh, wait, Bill is going to come with the yes, microphone. Something. R- yes. Raise your hand. What's that? That's, oh, it's... it's uh, I just wanted to share how delightful it is, um, how, how quickly... I feel compassion for strangers um, after connecting and sharing. Sweet. Uh, Is it on? I just want to share how I realize I can't really connect uh, with... Can you speak, can you speak up a little bit? Sure. Um, I just realized how how I really need to connect with myself first before I can connect with everybody else, and it, and it's just like a different. The amount of time I need to connect with myself depends on the amount of time I I'm looking to connect with somebody. If it's a if I'm in a heated argument, I probably need a little more time to connect with myself than. If I'm just in a, a line waiting at a post office and feeling disconnected and angry or something, uh-huh. uh, connecting with a stranger next to me. Um, but I, the first thing I notice is I need to connect with myself. Great. Thank you. There's some hands over here. Do I stand? No. No. <laughs> 
You can stand if you'd like. No. Um, do, do you want to? Do you want to be seen? So something actually, I was even too afraid to acknowledge to myself in my group, is that I'm. But you're going to. But you're going to acknowledge in yep, front of us. Yep, okay, great. No, it feels. That, no, it feels <laughs> this that. This important. is movement. Sorry. Is how the fear of connection is so intense that I've always got the back door open, and even coming today when asked if I could have a spot that would be part. Of, hemmed in, I said no in case so that I would have the freedom to leave if it was too hard to feel connected today. So, And even after the group of four, where I felt safe with a little foursome, just still then the fear is still that great it has, it, of wow. I can still leave. Yeah. It just so I it's a it's I come in with so much terror to any wow. interaction that I always have to sort of have a plan for for leaving. Wow. So. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Would you hold? Thank you so much for sharing that, mm-hmm. because I suspect that you are not alone. <laughs> Be yes. interesting. Who who else, who can relate to what she said? <laughs> Isn't it great to see you're not alone? It's, it's wonderful to be in a group of terrified people, <laughs> I, I always say. But I, I do think that having, the, just want to say a couple of things about that, having the freedom to leave is very important. And there's a way that I've seen people, and myself included, shaming themselves, myself, for like having that impulse. But I think that it's very important to feel that, that freedom, that you can leave. Not that you should leave or have to leave, but that you can. Because a lot of people have felt trapped. And the first trap tends to be in one's family, where you can't leave. Now, I know none of you have had that experience. <laughs> so just noticing that, and part of the, the opening process is being willing to share that. So I think that was a huge step, so thank you. It takes courage. Some other hands. I'd just like to second that, and that all through that process, people always think I'm really brave. She's the bravest person. My hands sweat so much that I could literally, you know, probably put out a candle and not feel it. <laughs> so fear is just a given in, in yeah. my life around yeah. connection. Yeah. You know, the... There's the old belief that courage is being able to do something without fear. And that's just nonsense. Yeah. It's not how it tends to work for us human animals. Human animals. Mm-hmm. That's what I call us. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're driven by fear. We're going to get into that in a little while. But it really has to do with how, much are you, how important is it for you, really. Because it's going to be fear. Okay, one more person. Um, I have this way, I guess, that I uh, that I come to groups now, and it's sort of this attitude like, I can do this. I'm pretty good at groups, you know. <laughs> I do groups well. <laughs> I do groups well, and um, like when I sat down, I started to feel like like I was back here a little bit. Like, and then the more I actually got there. Um, I could just feel the difference in like being present in my body and starting to feel things and close starting to feel more things and feeling a little shaky and you know other things 
coming up and like but I, I feel like I still have this sort of very calm exterior or something or maybe that's what I expect now of myself and but when I sit there it's very different what comes up is it okay that it's different yeah it is because <laughs> that's the really the most important thing it's just having whatever the experience is be okay you know, that non-preference. I mean, of course, it feels better usually to feel joy and ecstasy mm-hmm. than feel terror, you know, for example. And at the same time, just to be noticing. And that's one of the, the, the big work, it seems, in being human, is just being, uh, accepting and embracing of whatever emerges. Okay, thank thank you. you. Thank you. Okay, James. Great. Okay, so... Um, it's really beautiful, actually, to see you, you connecting in just a few, a few minutes. Um, and uh, now uh, we'd, what we'd like to do is, uh, again, have you um, connect with yourself, but, and this time uh, with, um, with the world around you, not so much another person, but... Uh, We'll go outside and we'll do a bit of a walking meditation. <laughs> oh, I had to do it. Oh my God! Because it's not real unless it's on PowerPoint. Do you have the one? You didn't know. Do you have the one with the toilet? Because I was going to say you can go to the bathroom too at this time if you want. Uh, but uh, when when we do. Probably many of you have done walking meditation here, and uh, when we do it on retreat, sometimes it's like you know really slow lifting, moving, placing, kind of like you're in a over medicated uh, back ward of somebody. You know, and if you want to do that, you, you you can. It's absolutely fine. I I love doing walking meditation in that mode where it's you're just exploring the amazing process of walking. However, unless you're very drawn to that, uh, another alternative that I would suggest is to just go outside and enjoy nature out there. How many people like to go for walks? I thought it's a pretty, pretty good chance that uh, the hand would raise. Yeah, it's diagnostic if you don't. <laughs> yeah. who de- no, I won't ask who to <laughs> But what I'd like you to do is uh, bring your awareness to notice why you like to go for walks. Uh, just, just for the curiosity, for the, this is not a test, I won't ask for, for a right answer, but really to be present with your own experience and if Part of liking going for a walk is to smell the smells. That's one aspect of connection. Or to see the beauty around you, or to notice the lizard, or the turkey, or whatever it is, uh, or the poison oak, be careful. Um, If you're on the path, no no problem. Um, So uh, to really connect, use this period not just to move your body, and to integrate what's been said, but to keep on connecting with your own experience and with the natural world around you, which is 
one of the best ways to reconnect when you feel disconnected. This is what the Buddha recommended highly to be out in the forest. This is a way that you see nature not only operating outside of you, but that you are part of it and you feel it working within you too. So we'll take oh about 15 minutes or so for, uh, for the walking and there'll be a bell rung a few minutes before so you can move coming back. And let's and do this in silence, if you would. Yes. Bathrooms. Are the two Bathrooms. I know those. The other buildings, are they open? Uh, yes. yes. They are? Yes. Oh, fabulous. Okay. Other bathrooms are open. So in silence, stay connected with yourself and enjoy being connected with nature. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.